0: It is Tuesday, June 30th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change, joined as always on Tuesdays by Dwayne Long. But first, some quick house cleaning. We have a great deal. You can get a year of Bucknuts for half price. That deal ends tonight at midnight. That deal ends tonight at midnight. That's half price for a year. That is good stuff. If you are not a premium subscriber, you need to get over there and do that now. I haven't asked for this for a while, but if you could go to iTunes and give this podcast, the Bucknuts Twenty Five, a five star review, that will really help us with the higher ups. Now let's get to the man of the hour, Dwayne. How goes it?
1: Oh, I'm good. I'm uh, enjoying the warm weather and warm and dry. Dan, that's the thing. I got so it was the wettest winter I can remember in a long time. Now it just rain all the time. It wasn't cold, just rain and. It's just been been beautiful in Columbus these days. It
0: has been nice in the gem city. The question is, how nice is it in Nashville, Tennessee? That is the site of the Elite 11. As the camps get fired up again, the Elite 11 is, of course, a gathering of elite quarterbacks. Justin Fields is down there, but today we are going to talk about the Prepsters in attendance, most specifically Kyle McCord. McCord is Ohio State's quarterback commitment in the class. We really haven't spent a lot of time talking about him here on this podcast. His recruitment was pretty smooth and we tend to focus on the recruiting roller coasters. Six foot three, 205 pounds. He is the number three pro style quarterback according to 24-7 Sports. He's got a great interview on the front page done by Brian Doan, the Mid-Atlantic 24-7 sports recruiting analyst, where he talks about guys he's recruiting. And you can tell that McCord has spoken to the media many times before and is very comfortable in front of a microphone. We haven't gotten your opinions on McCord in general. I want to put in context at some point here where you think he will fit. But your thoughts on McCord as a player.
1: Oh, I, I went ahead and looked at, looked at McCord again last night. I had looked at him before, and I've always liked the kid. Uh, I think some other people are more impressed with him than I am. People are talking about he's gonna, going to going uh, to be the the starter, and I'm saying that you, you're just not recognizing how good uh, Miller and Stroud are. It, it's just <laughs> they're they're really outstanding kids. They're bigger kids. Uh, I'm. I'm just saying that I don't think that that's going to happen. I'm glad to have him. I'm definitely want to keep him. Uh, the kid's got so many intangibles. I was looking at it last night, and what I look for is what's good and what's bad. And the bad list was it was it was kind of skimpy. You know, you look at this kid throwing the football. I love his mechanics, his footwork. You always see him have he's got a good base all the time. And when quarterbacks got their feet under them, they're completely different animals. And this kid always manages to get himself set properly and throw. He's cool. He couldn't be any cooler. Always poised. Uh, he's got he's got a good arm. He doesn't have the gun that we're used to got used to seeing over the last couple of years with with Haskins and, and Fields. But he's got plenty of arm. If you were looking at things, the, the I'd say it's nitpicking to find things that are really wrong. This guy checks so many boxes Uh, that, you know, you'd say, well, you'd like him to be a little bit taller and maybe have the the big gun. And if that's all you're complaining about, well, you need to stop complaining. You're nitpicking. So there's a lot. I think he's definitely going to be a starter here. Absolutely he's gonna be a starter here. I just think with the with the big junk jump and uh uh having uh you know a year of football under their belts that those guys are gonna be ahead of him, you just don't pull quarterbacks that are being that are performing. I mean, look how many arguments we had about JT Barrett. And it still comes back to look how many games we won with JT Barrett. So uh, you know, you're just not gonna see a coach come in and take a starter out of the lineup that is that is really performing, and I think one of those two is going to perform uh, and and make uh, and make McCord wait for his turn.
0: as prospects,
1: if you were to rank
0: C. J. Stroud, Jack Miller, and Kyle McCord, if they were in the same class, how would you
1: rank them? That would be hard to do because Miller missed his senior year. he just was beat up. Uh, so that's just kind of not a fair comparison because senior year we see so many kids make a jump from their junior to senior year. Uh, if if you just ask me to to compare uh, Stroud and uh, McCord, I'm going Stroud. Why? There's there are several things. I think he's uh, he's a bigger, sturdier kid. He's he's better put together. Um, that's one of the top, and I also like that. Stroud seems to be on an upward arc. He's, he's, he's really come on. Cause, I mean, think about it. This time last year, we weren't talking about C.J. Stroud. So he seems to have hit his, his, uh, his stride and is finding his game. Uh, also, there's the mobility issue. McCord moves around just fine. But Stroud will hurt you with his feet.
0: What are your expectations from a kid when they go to a camp like the Elite Eleven? Would you get tweaked if uh, he doesn't perform in the top five or something like that?
1: Nah. I can't say that I do, but I I do pay attention because, for for one thing, they're throwing to um, uh, better quality receivers and they're throwing against uh, better quality defensive backs. Really, it's a matter of uh, middle of the road I don't pay much attention to. I want to know. I like for them to perform in these things, regardless. I want them to play against better players. I want them to play with better players. That's 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 a positive anyway. It's more drilling, especially right now when when kids have been away from the game for a couple of months. This really hurt as far as as uh, uh, gaining experience. Uh, but you you take him and you put him in that setting. I look for really outstanding, like with C.J. Stroud, or a kid that really sh- you you have to question. Okay, how did he get here? Those are the extremes, is what I what I look to, uh, and and see if kids are are going to fall into one category or the other.
0: It'll certainly be interesting because, as you said, these kids have been off for a while, so the Elite 11 will kind of be a litmus test for who has been working out and who hasn't. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and talk about Devontae Smith's move from Ohio State to Alabama.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: We are back. Dwayne, since you last joined us, Cincinnati LaSalle defensive back Devontae Smith, decommitted from Ohio State and has since committed to Alabama, none of which was surprising. You were not particularly high on Smith when they added him? He is now off to Alabama. How do you interpret this situation?
1: Uh, the, there's one word that comes back to. strange. What the hell happened? Okay, uh, it's, I'm a, you know that I was not a real big fan of this uh, offer or the verbal from the start. Uh, <clears throat> and now with nothing going on, not camps combines nothing not even workouts at school we suddenly sour on this kid based on what the only thing we've got to go on is what happened last year okay that's fine but coming off last year he was an early offer kid not just an offer kid an early offer kid and we and a committable early offer and then all of a sudden uh well let's just let him go into Alabama with our blessing. And there and, and let me add another factor that just does not add up in this thing. His other schools, Kentucky and Arizona State. I uh, what? You you have you're offered and committed to Ohio State. He does get offered and commits to Alabama, but your other schools were Kentucky and Arizona State. What is going on with that? Well, why those schools? Who else was offering? I haven't looked at his overall offer list. That's his list of, of schools he came down to. There's just—it's just a bizarre situation. Uh, just how it went down from the time he was offered till the time he committed Alabama. You look at it and you think, okay, this—this this does not really add up. I don't know. I uh agree with the second decision by the by the staff was which was to let him go and, and uh, let's target some uh, some superior players as far as I'm concerned, and as far as two four seven's concerned, you know, I wish him luck, wish any Ohio kid luck. Uh, I'm just saying it was a strange situation.
0: Is it possible, given the fact that Ohio State has commitments from corners in the class already from
1: Galen Johnson
0: and Denzel Burke, Alabama has zero cornerback commitments prior to Devontae Smith, plus Ohio State has a relatively crowded depth chart ahead of them, Alabama's is not as crowded. Do you think it's possible Devontae Smith went to Alabama because he will see the field more quickly there than he will in Columbus?
1: Well, of course. I think that that's the driving uh, principle behind this thing. If, if you ask Ohio State, you know, uh, here's what I think eventually happened, was there was a conversation where Ohio State just was brutally honest with the kid and said we got other higher kids on the board that are committed and we're working on a couple of others, and the kid said, hey, I don't need this, I'm out of here, and took the next best offer on the table. Uh I'm glad they were honest with him. Sometimes schools are like, "Hey, we want to keep this guy, uh, and we definitely want to keep him away from a, a rival." And let's a, let's be honest about it. Alabama has become a target school for us. We want to play Alabama, and we want to beat them. So you know, it's a that's a negative as far you know. If this kid does become the um, the per, the player that some think he is. Well, uh, you you know, you had him and, and you gave him up. I mean, the, the fact that the schools that were on his list really is just a strange-looking list. It seems like, you know, I've said this on the boards before, that I've seen the lists kids put out that are uh, who they want to be recruited by, who their favorites are, and who they're actually being recruited by. It just seems like there's no middle ground on this kid. Everyone thinks that uh, uh, the people that really like him think, you know, this kid's uh, a a great-looking quarterback prospect. And then when you look at the schools he was down to, uh, there's others that are just saying, okay, wouldn't mind having him, but uh, I'm going to spend more time on the phone with these kids over here. So the whole thing is just strange.
0: It is strange. One thing's for sure, if he goes there and thrives, we will hear about it. But I have to say, I think the Ohio State secondary is in good hands, and the NFL would agree with me. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present.